Welcome to Spider-Man and his amazing fans. I'm Bry Guy. I'm Jason. Today's episode, Sunfire. Here we go, Bry Guy. Number three of the, the amazing the sun, friends. The sun is shining. Mm-hmm. This podcast is on fire. It's amazing. You're my uh, friend. Everything is just lining up the way it should be, Jason. Perfect. Everything's perfect. Uh, perfect uh, talking with you. Perfect to be here. Oh, um, always. Yeah, you bet. So this is a this is a wonky episode of this show because it comes with it comes with a disclaimer on the front of it on the Disney Plus yeah. uh, service. And now, if you if you can read the disclaimer fast enough, which it's I quick struggled to do because it's extremely yeah. tiny print for an old man to try and squint at and read uh and it's on very quickly and it's yeah it's on very fast and there you can't pause it it just it's just a pre-roll and then it goes it seems like it's sort of a uh uh sort of a cut and paste um it's not it's not a specific statement to this episode it is like right. it's basically the the uh default disney we apologize for any uh, uh, insensitive cultural representations of the past, uh, right? Or, or racial re- representations, or or whatnot. It's like right. Disney Disney's trying to be better. This isn't Disney anymore. That's what they're basically saying. We're right, right. We're so much Wait, well, better than this. And it, it even says in the disclaimer, it's wrong now, and it was wrong then. Like mm-hmm. they have to put that on there because um, we'll we'll be talking about this a lot during the show with what is wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Wife, wife Jeanette and I watch a lot of uh, Disney cartoons yeah, on yeah. the Disney Plus, um, and some of them are, you know, older and from the early days of Disney's um, existence. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's on some of those, too. So I can tell you from firsthand experience that, no, this is not, you know, special to Spider-Man, mm-hmm. but it may be the only episode of anything that we watch for this podcast that has this disclaimer. I mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I don't know for certain, but uh, yeah, it, it's... Yeah. Yeah. It's well deserved. <laughs> let's, let's say that <laughs> they earned it. <laughs> so it's a, it, so it makes this episode weird because you know the everything else we've watched up to this point is just like you know we can kind of poke some holes in it or poke some fun at it because it's old and right. uh, you know maybe it's a little out of touch. This is uh, mm-hmm. th- this has some stuff that's like it makes it it, it makes it kind of palpably difficult to yeah. swallow. Uh, here in the future, and there's there's right. more things at play than just the uh, uh, portrayal of the Japanese characters in this show, uh, and and we'll get to that stuff uh, yeah. as we move along. But I guess I want to say out uh, out in front here that you know we we absolutely have to talk about that stuff in relation to this episode because it's just the nature of what we're uh, discussing. Uh, but we're I I want to also try to look at it on the merits where we usually measure one of these, which yeah. is, you know, like, uh, you know, but it was, was the bad guy's plan viable? You know, did believable things happen with the heroes? Uh, you know, were we entertained <laughs> all these, all these kinds of things. And, and sure. it's, it's difficult to do that, but we're going to, uh, we're going to give it our, uh, our best shot. Mm-hmm. And, um, so we, we start out, uh, with, uh, watching a meteor shower, um, for, with the, with the spider friends. Yeah, and and, uh, yeah. and space for the first time is mentioned in the Amazing Friends. It was a mm-hmm. very um, recurrent theme. A in lot Spidey happened 81. in Spidey eighty one in space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, this one 
brings up for the first time space. It has to be said like that, by <laughs> sure, the way. Sure, sure. Yeah, as yeah. in, as in pigs in. Mm-hmm. Pigs, right? Uh, yeah, that's, that's exactly so I, what I was I, thinking. I think that maybe that was in the '80s, especially when you know space travel. If you think about it, was relatively new mm-hmm, back then. Mm-hmm. Certainly newer than our generation, where it is now. Um, where like private companies are now doing space travel, right? Uh, um, so I think that was just maybe a little bit easy to write, right? Where it was like, and I, we can't explain yeah. something so it came from space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and I think kids, I think kids were still really into space at the time. You know, like yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was, was the just, final frontier, Jason. Mm-hmm. It really was. It really was. And um, uh, so they're watching this meteor shower. I noticed uh, right out of the gate, uh, one of the sound effects of the meteor shower was the it was the uh, the Ben Burt uh, lightsaber igni- igniting sound yes. effect. Did you notice? that? I caught it too. Yeah. Yes, I'm glad you. I'm glad you did. <laughs> I, I I thought I don't know if I want to bring that up on the podcast because I'm just getting a little bit too geeky even for our show. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thank you for noticing that. Yeah, yes. And yeah. and speaking of sound effects, I think that they shared the sound effects library with the Hanna-Barbera folks. Like oh, if you watch this back to back with mm-hmm. Scooby-Doo, it's like you could close your eyes and you don't know which show you're watching at some point. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's that comes across. Um, I wasn't certain in that first scene if they were in Aunt May's house. Uh, or if they were someplace else, because that's that's a hell of a lab at Aunt May's house, and we it, we talked about it. There was a little bit of discussion of it in the last series, but here I think it's even more pronounced, and and particularly like in this episode where you see some of the interiors of the house. Um, it's a gigantic estate that this yes, old woman with palatial. no money and no job has. Yeah. And and I and I think it's and so that big telescope that they were rocking that was an expensive piece of that's equipment. A, that's not a that's not a cheap you know dime store hobby store <laughs> telescope. No. But I was gonna say her house is so big that she doesn't mind that three teenagers live with her or even seem to notice. <laughs> like it never comes up. Like when are you people moving out? Because they might not even be teenagers at this point. They could be young adults. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like she doesn't know they're in the east wing. <laughs> I, I don't ever notice them. You know. <laughs> They're downstairs doing something not superhero related, looking at looking at meteors. <laughs> I'll be up here watching my stories. <laughs> oh boy! But Iceman notices one of the meteors um, is a uh, larger one, and he he immediately diagnoses it as uh, solid iron. Uh, yeah. which which was also interesting for for an Iceman, uh, yeah. Spaceman, Iceman, uh, to Who be able last to do. Week- who last week didn't know the difference between an omelet and an amulet. Right, right. <laughs> he's, same, now got his, his, yeah. he's now got his space degree. <laughs> <laughs> right. But they're, but they're like, oh, no, it's going to destroy half the city. And, uh, and, and Firestar's like, mm, nah, I got this. She right. exits the house through a, uh, a trap door and a, like a sliding <laughs> slab uh, with a birdbath. I said it, I said very reminiscent of like the X mansion, you know, and, and just oh, kind sure. of just kind yeah. of reiterating that Iceman and Firestar are mutants, um, Again. you know, had Again, been had been X Men. Yeah. And uh, yep. and I was like, oh, they maybe maybe they brought some X Men tech with them to to live with Spidey. I don't know. But uh, so that was that was interesting. But she I liked the way that she uh, took care of that meteor and that they kind of gave her center stage for uh, for a, a, an action scene there. 
yeah, she kind of saved the day. And um, later on, she also was able to fix a popcorn maker. So she really, she <laughs> she can do it all. And um, not not to give any spoilers, but I'm starting to kind of think that Firestar might be the brains behind this whole operation. Maybe even the brute, maybe even the brawn. Um, I, she just she made she made mincemeat out of that out of that meteor pretty quickly, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Did a nice job. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. Really, she really had her uh, had everything going there. She. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's very, very astute with the, in the use of her powers. Again, probably just it's that it's those uh, uh, it's those years spent at the uh, uh, at the, uh, the school for gifted young youngsters. Uh, the, you know the <laughs> Xavier place there. It's got to so, be. It's got to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. It really treated her well. Yeah. Uh, so they they have that whole uh, the the meteor thing, and then we cut to. The first scene with Sunfire and his uncle, uh, neither of whose names I can recall, um, other than Sunfire and his, and and his uncle and and uncle, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, un- uncle. To to give you a heads up, everyone, I don't know if you agree, Jason, but I think the uncle is the reason why the disclaimer exists on this episode. Fairly certain, fairly certain. Now, if you've seen any, if you ever have had like from an academic standpoint uh have you ever if you've ever had occasion to look at some of the uh sort of uh propaganda uh um animation that uh that the that the US army produced in World War II of, sure. of some of our enemies uh notably the uh the Nazis and uh the Japanese uh, and if you if you've seen the way that the the Japanese people are portrayed there, uh, the way they did the uncle here was not far off. It right. was like it was like, I mean, it, it, it's it, it's you know it's it's thirty five forty years off uh, or apart from that, but mm, it's it's kind of it's close. It, it's kind of stunningly close to yeah, to being just exactly. this caricature of a uh, of this old. Uh, Japanese man, Japanese man with a, right. you know, with like a, with like a sort of a take on a weird samurai uh, helmet and, uh, and all kinds of stuff. And, you know, just the way he, the way he talks and uh, behaves is really, uh, I mean, it's, it, you, you can't say anything, I think, other than uh, stereotypical, stereotypical and just kind of boiling the character down to, um, just characterizations Character, and quirks. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Th- things that are boiling it down to a, a whole race instead of an individual person, which yeah, is the yeah. basis the, the basis of racism. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in other words, yeah, yeah that's <laughs> essentially it. But yeah. he, but he's. Uh, it was right after uh, Firestar uh, stopped this meteor that he that they brought her. They, I don't know how this worked, but they. they it was that closed circuit TV that's all over New York again. Where they were like they were watching this happen on a screen, and he's like, <laughs> "We need her for our fusion reactor because it, her power is going to turn it on." Yes, um, and we yeah. will we will use Sunfire as the bait basically because the uncle is the mastermind behold before or behind this whole thing. Yeah. Pardon me. Mm-hmm. The the nephew Sunfire himself will be the one to. Um, to get her, for lack of a better word, right, right, and and, that, and, and that's and that's I think the way that he said it, you, you or win her, win, yes, win her, right. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, like like you do with a an object. Right. <laughs> right. Sorry, it's it's not if only if it was just racist, Jason. Yeah, yeah, it's, 
Well, and and I God, I'm so I it's uh ugh, it's troublesome, but it is not going to be the last time that uh in this series where Firestar is also uh unfortunately boiled down primarily just to her gender. Um it, it yeah, it's not I remember it, you warning me about that. Yeah. Yeah, it's not uh, it's not infrequent. Um and it, it mm-hmm. Hey Jason, we yeah. get to see Flash Thompson. Yeah, there is there is Flash Thompson in this episode. Sorry, sorry. Mm-hmm. As I put in my notes, Flash, ah, uh, Thompson. <laughs> That's his middle name, by the right, way. Right, right. Very so appropriate was, in 1981. Yes. Yeah. Right mm-hmm. on brand. Mm-hmm. Um, I. How did did we? First of all, let's take a step back. Did we ever see Flash Thompson in Spidey 81? No, not once. So, what did you think of his animation characterization voice in this uh, first time we're seeing him? Well, it's uh, it, it's what's his name? Uh, Frank Welker is that? Yeah, yeah, it's Frank Welker just doing a different voice, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, a voice of someone that's brawnier, beefier, right? Right, an Ice Man, right? Instead, yeah. of, instead of Ice Man, is Flash Thompson. <laughs> you got, you yeah. nailed it exactly yeah. right. I could have gotten and, that job. Yeah, I know you could have back <laughs> at, when you were four. This could have been yours. Yeah, he's he's doing the like. I'm a dumb jock kind of mm-hmm. kind of voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But very obviously Frank Welker. Um, yeah. Because yeah, you're no again, close, your, close your eyes and you think it's just Fred with a cold. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. More or less. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it is. It's nice to see Flash a little bit uh, in this episode. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we get to he's going to be making a number of appearances throughout here. I. uh I guess there's only so much room for so many characters, right? When I think about, uh, again, comparing back a little bit to the last series, you know, we're, we don't see J. Jonah Jameson in this series, but we never saw Flash in the other one. Um, right. You know, and there's some, some of these other, you know, just sort of ancillary Peter Parker kind of characters that um, you, you just can't, you, you can't carve out enough room on a, uh, like a 13 episode thing. Right. Um, the wife was saying, and I thought this was an astute observation, that mm-hmm. because they don't have Mary Jane, mm-hmm. they sub in they sub in Firestar. She looks a lot like Mary Jane. Sure, but I don't think Mary Jane even existed in 1981, like as a oh, as a comic okay. book character. Yeah, she yeah. was later. Okay, mm-hmm. well there, mm-hmm. then there's that too. But yeah, yeah, and and also if you could not to take too far of a step back, but if you could like morph um, Mary Jane with Black Cat. Mm-hmm. You would mm-hmm. you would get you'd get Firestar. <laughs> sure, sure. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, yeah. yeah, it was it was nice to see the introduction of another character that to me is canon, mm-hmm. especially because you know growing up reading some of the comics and certainly the '90s show, Flash Thompson is a very prominent um, figure in yeah, this universe. Yeah, I was absolutely. I was happy to see him. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, and and they they run into Flash at this uh, carnival. You mentioned the uh, Firestar. Uh, popping the popcorn uh with her hand from the from the broken popcorn vendor i was yeah. wondering why if the machine was broken the 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 carney was just standing there like oh, it's broken <laughs> like, we'll do something else away, sir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah take the card away sir you're just making it worse yeah i thought the same thing and i was also very happy that Iceman served a purpose by mm-hmm. making a snow cone <laughs> right right i wondered i i I wonder if he has like if there's like different flavored syrup that comes out of each finger or how exactly that works for him. Yeah, that, that would be amazing. Oh, you you want pina colada? That would be the pinky, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. But if you think about it, you get Firestar 
and um, Iceman in the same room, you got yourself a good movie night. Oh yeah, <laughs> you got yeah. you got popcorn and snow cones. You know that's it's all good. It's that's all a good. Saturday night right there. Yeah, and, and Aunt May of course is at the carnival with Peter, and uh, uh, not her first carnival. Um, no. She she ta- she does at one point in this uh, in this sequence go on a relaxing helicopter ride. She's like yeah, she's like. Peter, I just want to take a nap, so I'm going to get in this helicopter. Like, what, but does, what okay. is that all about? Did, did she think it was a bed, or did she think a helicopter would just be a comfortable place to I think, go into? I think she just I was thought so it, confused. I, I'm pretty sure she just thought it would be a place where she could sit down. I think that's oh, I think that's what she thought. I could okay. be able to sit down in in the helicopter. It'll be nice and relaxing. I'll take a nap. It'll be lovely. I guess that's just a thing as you get older. I'm seeing it even with myself. Like every place I go to, I'm thinking, where can I sit down? <laughs> and if there's no bench in sight, there's no chairs in sight. There's not even a, a soft patch of grass. Just go into the, just the helicopter. Just go they have the seats helicopter. in there. <laughs> it was a little weird. Um, yeah, it, it made me scratch my head too, mm-hmm, for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, so she, Aunt May gets in the helicopter, and at the same time, uh, Bobby and Angelica are uh, observing a uh, demonstration from Ichiban Electronics. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, hosted by the the, I really wish I could remember what they what they called the guy. Um, his his uh, Sun, alias or Sunfire's, whatever. Sunfire's yeah, real life uh, name, but. Uh, in any case, he's he's giving this presentation, and he's he's basically demoing his uncle's uh, uh, deadly robot army. Um, yes, but in a but in a way that makes them seem like fun and nice, you know, yeah, or useful. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they're charming. Exactly, right. and then he he gets pulled away because um, well, right? the heli- there's there's a there's a problem with the uh, with the helicopter. The uh, Angelica looks up. She's like. So, look, something's going wrong with the helicopter, and they cut to a picture of the helicopter, just basically stationary in the sky with its rotors turning. So, if you if you had your sound muted on your TV, you would think she said, "Oh, look, there is a helicopter," because there, there's no indication of trouble with that with that machine at all. Um, no, no, it seems like it's fine. Seems fine, uh, but they she and uh, bobby both take off uh they go hide behind the tent to do their uh changing into uh a superhero uh shtick ice and fire up i yeah. the ice up and and fire up and uh at the same time yes uh sunfire uh runs behind the curtains on the stage and is like oh, i got to go chase down this helicopter as well i think he probably saw fire star flying overhead or something like that and he's because he he's been you know he's he's been uh tasked by his uncle to win fire star so to, to hunt her and mm-hmm, bring her mm-hmm. back exactly now yes. so that so that's the next kind of key piece of action in this story but before we get beyond that uh, talk to me a little bit about when angelica the the uh, Firestar's alter ego, the the uh, IRL Firestar, when they <laughs> when she first spots this uh, this fellow on stage giving the presentation and uh, uh, some oh. of, some of her reactions to that, you were you were t- telling me about that earlier uh, before we went to tape that she basically is just boy crazy for him, right? And that she knows that she has to be the one to kind of help him. Like she she calls, doesn't she? 
one point kind of like call him hunky. Is that what you're talking about? I think so. I, th- I think she does. Yeah. 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 And, and I, I put this in the notes too. I mean, it's, it's a little bit ahead of where we are right now in the plan, but, or in the show, I mean, but I feel like, um, this is perpetuating a sort of another stereotype, but this time in gender that like Sunfire is Firestar's project that she has to mm. help. She has to fix. She has to, you know, take on as a, as a maternal kind of thing. Mm. And I, I didn't get that right away, uh-huh, but as, uh-huh. as certainly when they went on the date, I, I got that. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You didn't, you didn't get that impression. I, don't know if I, I didn't know if I got that impression on the date, but I, 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 I guess I wasn't really, I wasn't looking for anything like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but I, I do think it's, uh, it, like I said, we're going to see it, uh, kind of over and over uh definitely um something that you don't see happen to the male characters on this show where they're they're just sort so of taken. overtaken so taken. overtaken yeah. by the fact of their uh, of their biology that just doesn't right. it doesn't happen to them yeah right it gets in the way of their judgment it gets in the way of their moral compass it gets yeah. in the way of everything because they're they're looking at a dreamy girl right. and and to take in a step back here, it seems to me that Bobby and Angelica are kind of, uh, they have history or they have a current. I can't really, they have a present. I can't really yeah. tell. Well, that's, that's, that's one of the, that's one of the really inconsistent things. Huh? Inconsistent. And I think troubling things about this too, is that, is that at various points and repeatedly Bobby and Peter both act like Angelica is their girlfriend or their, yes. or former girlfriend or, yeah. Or aspiring to have her be yeah. their girlfriend or something like that. Right. Like like both right. both of them seem to be after her <laughs> to some extent and at and at random times, but but yeah. consistently throughout the series. Which is another thing that's just kind of a little weird, you know. Yeah, and, so and sexist. It, very mm-hmm. and misogynistic. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Is there talk of Peter? slash Spider-Man, Bobby slash Ice Storm ever dating anyone but Angelica slash Firestar? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. we remember okay. even in the Green Goblin episode, Bobby went to went to the dance with Norma oh, yeah, Osborn. Yeah. You Norma know? Osborn, right. But and, I meant, uh, like, is there a Betty Brant-type character for Peter? That's like No, an no. Okay, okay. No. That's also a little bit troubling then, mm-hmm. too, mm-hmm. that, like, Angelica's character, unfortunately, is defined as how she feels about men. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. A, that's more than a little troubling. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but that I mean, but that's kind of like one of the keys. Uh, one of the key f- factors in this whole episode, right? Is like sure is how that uh, how that relationship plays out with uh, Sunfire, and she yeah. So she's really taken with him. Uh, yeah. For whatever reason, uh, right out of the gate, uh, they have the the helicopter accident, which Sunfire and Firestar. Uh, solve together um iceman was was uh you know bridge sliding in there and he just kind of gets derailed by uh the the sunfire heat wave and then uh the the two of them i didn't understand what was wrong with the helicopter because apparently just blasting it with some microwave radiation made it start going again um yeah once in a while they just get short on the radiation yeah yeah that's that's supply how that happens and (laughs) So while those two are rescuing the helicopter, Iceman falls back to Earth, rescued by Spider-Man, and the two guys are standing there, and Iceman's like, Ugh, 
Sunfire, I know him. We've we've tangled before. He's also a mutant like me and Firestar. That's right. And his uncle is a creepy weirdo who is like an inventor <laughs> or something. Right. And and Spidey's his like his uncle is a racial stereotype. Right. Right. <laughs> and Spider Man is like, hmm. We'll keep an eye on that guy. Yeah. And yeah. um and the and and the and so the the other funny, the other funny thing uh, at that carnival. So they have this helicopter crash or whatever that is that that's um, st- taken care of, and then Sunfire goes back to the stage. He's like, "Okay, now we can complete the demonstration." <laughs> you know, but it was <laughs> his, it was his secret identity. You know, he's just like, "Right, disappear for five ten minutes." Okay, cares. I, yeah, yeah, yep. no big deal. That's fine. You just pick it up where we left off. Where right, we? <laughs> right, right. And uh, Angelica yeah. gets uh, Aunt May to ask him to come to the uh, house for dinner. Um, and then, uh, and, and then the <sighs> the dinner scene too. It's just more, yeah. just more trouble, man. Just more trouble. Lot, lots more trouble. A capital T with a capital T. Yeah. Um. I am not sure what was most troubling to me if it was the uh, if it was like the gongs or the um, uh, the, the chopsticks the, the uh, no the chopsticks were later but the chopsticks were oh a problem yeah yeah, yeah. Too. oh yeah that's right chopsticks yep. were at the end of the episode but that was yeah that was a problem um, the, the way uh, the uncle is dressed you mentioned sure the way uncle dressed I'm talking specifically though about this scene where they, oh, like where he's they're... where he's at dinner with them. Um, and just, I don't know some of the, yeah, it's one of, it's one of those situations where I, I think that at the time they were, it's unfortunate because I think they probably thought that they were doing a service or like exposing American kids to, to Japanese culture. Yeah. Through this, through this character. But it's, it's troubling when you try to make one character, stand for all these things so he's so he's being uh in the course of this meal he's being uh angelica's uh language teacher and he's being a uh, a dog breed expert for bobby and so facto right ipso and ipso facto uh he he's being a uh he's being a martial arts sensei for peter um that's true and he's also being he's also being and this is a a a stereotype that I think unfortunately uh, still exists to a great extent. He's also being a, a very sort of mm, uh, quasi emasculated Japanese male, like very uh, w- around Aunt May where he's, he's just, he's like subservient kind of and like, and like uh, polite and uh, uh, quiet to a fault, you know? And sure. Yep, yep, yep. And it's just, uh, yeah, it's just, yeah. there's a lot of, there's a lot of weird things happening in that scene, yeah. none of which make you feel good as a 21st century viewer. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. no. And, and, and Disney couldn't have just edited this whole scene out because a lot of things wouldn't have made sense. But I think mm-hmm. this is probably the most stressful and cringeworthy scene to watch. Mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah. And and the gongs really I don't know if you mentioned that, but the gongs yeah, the really gongs. push things over the top. Oh, yeah. F- yeah, the gongs. Yeah, I know. Mm. I know. <laughs> uh but it hurts, man. It does. 
but he gets called away, right? He gets he gets called back to like uncle calls him up or something like that. How does yes. that how does that happen? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. He needs to step away because the uncle needs him. And I think at this point he he ropes in Firestar. To well, go she with him. Vo- she volunteers to go because she's 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 Gaga. Um, yeah, and she just and she needs to, she needs to help him at all costs. She wanted to, yeah, yeah. She wanted yeah. To, to stay with him. So, uh, so they go back to the um, uh, warehouse. It's a, it's also, it's a, it's a relatively nondescript building. What is that? What does that Ichiban Electronics building look like to you? It's maybe, uh, I'm gonna say, I, I'm gonna be generous. I'm gonna say it's thirty by eighty, and <laughs> and it's two stories maybe. But he's right. got a fusion reactor in there. Yeah, and, it's it's like an industrial park, at, like. I don't know. My, I grew yeah. up with my my dad working at a paper mill, uh-huh, <laughs> and I uh-huh. went to visit him, and it's like it looks like that, just like a yeah. cold, sterile, you know, metal and brick and mortar, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there's a lot of there's a lot of really complicated things going on in there. It's a it's a it's a very uh, well hidden uh, secret lair. Well, that was never there before. I'm mm-hmm. assuming built just by the uncle, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> for this episode. <laughs> Somehow he has the means to create it. Oh, yeah. lordy! But uh, so they so they go over there, and um, I I don't get I I didn't get pick up on because the, the action kind of advances quickly, right? They mm-hmm. get there, and I I don't even remember, or it wasn't clear to me why he had been summoned, other than for his uncle to say, "Hey, you're supposed to be looking for Firestar." Because they don't know that she that Angelica is Firestar at this point, right? Correct. So, but she's there with him, and he's like, "I was on this, you know, on this date with this uh, girl," and uh, and she is is left to her own devices inside uh, like a warehouse or something like that. And she's like, mm, "Maybe I'll turn on the closed circuit TV." What is that fusion reactor? And then one of the robots comes and attacks her. And then, yeah. and then there's uh, the run in with the with the robot. She has to turn into Firestar to fight off the robot. Sunfire blazes in, um, and then they and then they both turn back into their uh, regular selves um, uh, without exposing uh, one another. Even though she knows he's also Sunfire, but he doesn't. And that <laughs> I, I guess I don't know for sure what the point of that scene was. Just to show that he has robots. Just to show that he has robots, and he's got he he's got uncle troubles, I guess. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. I guess to build up to the climax with the uh, fire monster, which is, is in the next scene now, right? I I can't remember where the fire monster comes from. If that's from the lab or oh yeah, created... yeah, it, it, okay. because the fusion reactor is not actually a fusion reactor. It's like a it's like some sort of nest or pod for the fire monster. Right. Right. Okay. Thank you. I forgot about yeah, that. And no, I want to say, right. Jason, while <clears throat> mm-hmm. we're talking about the fire monster, mm-hmm. that is in the opening credits of this See, show. Is it though? It, it There's oh. a fire monster in the opening credits. I just, I wonder if it's the same fire monster. <laughs> but you had mentioned that we never get the fire monster in the opening credits in yeah. any of these episodes. So it's and either I, this, yeah. it's this one or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And and maybe the maybe one of the reasons I didn't remember it that way is you they, tried to block the episode out. <laughs> <laughs> not so not so much that, but the 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 scene in the opening credits is not like taken from this episode, you know. It's like yes, there's I see a what you there's mean. a fire monster. They fight a fire monster in the opening credits, but it's not that the same that, camera angles. It's, it's and not stuff. the same scene. 
Yeah. Okay. That, I see that what you're saying. Stuff doesn't happen. Here uh, I thought I could get you. I thought I could have an eagle eye better than Jason for one episode. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Until but, Spider-Man shrinks, you'll always get me on this. <laughs> They, uh, Firestar leaves that scene um, with the uh, with Sunfire, and she's kind of just gazing out uh, her window. And yeah. Sun Sunfire is like uh, drawing fire letters in the sky, making her name. Yeah, uh, very kind of, nicely. Like yeah, flowy like and cursive. Yeah, yeah. Like kind of, sort of beckoning her, right? Yeah. And um, she loves she loves that. She is. She likes it. being. She likes being beckoned. Yeah, she is here for it, as the kids say. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and and so that's the point at which then we start the um, the fire mutant love montage. And I think this is maybe this is one of the parts that you were that you had trouble with, because all of a yeah. sudden, all of a sudden, there's a lot of people who need help all over the city. Not like real major problems, but they just you know, there's a lot of little things going on. Inconveniences. Yeah, yeah that they're that these these uh young lovers just happen to be flying by that they can help with um there's seriously it doesn't it wasn't it there was like three or four different things um there was like an airplane and there was a there was a daredevil on a motorcycle and there was something yes. else yeah yeah and is this the same montage where it cuts back and forth between Iceman and spider-man and firestar and sunfire is yeah, this the yeah. same yeah i think so. yeah mm-hmm. yeah th- this whole sequence made me laugh um i i focus a lot on the show on the music but uh-huh. i felt like the differences between the music in the inner cut was so incredibly jarring. Uh-huh. It was literally like love theme from Spider-Man and his amazing friends. And then a fifth of Beethoven. <laughs> 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 Sorry for two, two, everybody Google, but you know, the, the fifth of Beethoven thing, it, but it was like disco funky and like looking through the eyes of love. <laughs> like it was, <laughs> right. it was right. very jarring, very jarring. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. And, but, but, but Firestar is falling in love, for mm-hmm. lack of a better word, or mm-hmm. falling in a deep infatuation or lust for Sunfire. Indeed. As each as each crime is being solved or each inconvenience is becoming less inconvenient, <laughs> right, she's right. she's falling deeper and deeper for this mysterious um, man from the from the Orient. <laughs> <laughs> you went there. You said man from the Orient. Well, that's how they would have said it in 1981. I know it is. It it is indeed. Um, And that's probably not the most offensive way to put it, even in 1981. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, No, but it was at the same time that uh, uh, Spidey and Iceman decide that they're going to go check out the the company and, and figure out what's really going on and why... Uh, Sunfire has has taken such an interest in their friend, um, yeah. and they they do end up uh, tangling with the samurai robots and the uncle at the uh, Ichiban Electronics uh, while uh, Firestar's out on her uh, on her uh, crime fighting date, and <laughs> and by the time they all get back into the same place again, uh, Spider Man and Iceman have been. Uh, subdued um and in the, in the course of that there was a fight scene between Iceman and Sunfire right yes mhm mhm i actually fire i actually thought that was a good scene as far as like being an exhibition of their powers yeah okay for sure. you know like yeah, like playing to their strengths yeah just just kind of i mean for the kids just kind of showing okay this here's what these super 
super folk can do and it was it, they, they had a they had an interesting back and forth with that i mean it's a uh, you know yeah you're right on the uh, when you get down to it it's one guy throwing snow and one guy throwing fireballs you know but, but it worked and but, and yeah. it was mm-hmm. it was something that pulled me back into the episode as mm-hmm. troublesome as this, this episode is mm-hmm. i and i really think you know kids probably didn't care if sunfire and firestar were starting a a, a relationship that would last forever or one that would last 22 minutes, they would have checked out. So mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. smart on that part for the writers to put that in here. Cause we're getting towards the end of the episode now and yeah, yeah. the kids are going to tune out and, you know, eat more of their cereal. So mm-hmm. Right. Right. <laughs> oh boy. But, uh, the, so there's that, there's that fight scene. Like I said, they've, they've got Spider-Man and Iceman, uh, they, they've got them, they put this kind of headset on them that apparently does, um, I don't know, puts them into a trance or something like that and just be like, yes. immobilizes them. Yeah. Right. Uh, yep, yep, yep. so we, so they do that, uh, Firestar and Sunfire now they've agreed to ignite this, uh, fusion, what they still think is a fusion reactor. It's actually the little fire monster nest, uh, or pod or egg or whatever you want to say yeah (laughs) and um uh and ooh, it's inconvenient at that same moment one of the absent-minded samurai robots happens to come on the monitor right at that time and says hey Uh. uncle master uh we got him locked up you're good to go and she's like what wait a minute (laughs) and you're not a nice uncle And Sunfire is like, nope, we're doing this. And he and and so he starts heating up, and she's like, ah, that that, that doesn't tickle. And he says, you just gotta <laughs> keep heating up with me. And so they 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 do. And then Fire Monster is born. Rargh, the big Fire Monster, yeah, the Mecha Fire Monster, as it were. The, yeah, yeah. And and even you know, as I think about it, I'm kind of I'm shooting from the hip here. It's not in my notes, but even that is a little bit stereotypical uh, uh of uh thinking about japan at this time right because it's a giant uh, it's a giant like science monster basically much like godzilla that godzilla. all the, that all he wants to do is rampage through the city like there there really yes. was no plan from the uncle other than destroy everything and right, he, right right and he even this wep- yeah this weapon can just once it's made, it mm-hmm. can take care of everything we need it to. We don't yeah. have to have a plan for what it's going to do. Just set it free. Right, right. <laughs> Much like Godzilla. <laughs> Much like Godzilla. <laughs> and yeah, I think there, there's there's a, a couple of uh, uh, cutaway scenes where uh, the uncle is on like a uh, jet powered glider right next to the fire monster. Cause he's got, he's got some sort of like handheld. I don't know how this works. He's got some sort of handheld con- electronic control a that directs control. the fire monster somehow, you That's know, right. but That's not, right. but yeah. not like it's like the fire monster seems to have like kind of a Frankenstein level brain, you know, where, where it, it seems to have a little bit of autonomy, but he he like I didn't get the sense he was controlling it like joystick style. Otherwise, I don't know that he would have walked it into the riverbed. Um, <laughs> True. Yeah. So what exactly is he controlling? <laughs> exactly. This is this is one of the unanswered questions, right? But he is yeah. he is sort of uh, he he's he's prodding the fire monster along when they go to those scenes, encouraging it to destroy more fire destruction. I think. <laughs> I think at this point in one of these scenes, Brian, 
I'm pretty sure he said explode. Are you serious? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'll have to watch that back. Go, oh, no. Yeah, I'm fairly certain. Um, oh, no. <laughs> but anyway, um, so that was that was no good either. Uh, oh, no, no, mm-hmm, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no. The the spider friends though they do end up uh, now Sunfire didn't know that his uncle was was a bad guy either he thought he was he thought he was doing a good thing by fight good fight. yeah by doing that so so Sunfire is with the spider friends now he's like he's like my uncle needs to be stopped I will help you what should we do they hatch a plan um, and uh, I thought the plan to stop him for you know all things considered here. Good plan, and another and yeah. another kind of fun plan that gets everybody involved, and to their strengths. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we get I agree. So uh, Firestar and Sunfire, they kind of basically uh, create like some uh, this cyclonic action that draws the uh, one of the rivers. I, I don't know if it's uh, which river it is in New York, but kind of kind of sucks up uh, the the one of the rivers into this. Uh, a conical vortex, which Iceman freezes. They they coax the fire monster into the riverbed, and that's when uh, the Firestar and Sunfire melt the ice, and it just sort of, you know, I mean, it, it basically drowns drowns the fire monster. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that was that was cool, and I thought that was mm-hmm. a good way to to wrap all of this up, kind of, because it's not the wrap up yet. We get mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. We get a few more troublesome scenes to come. Right. <laughs> don't don't worry, my friends. The racism is still coming. <laughs> more trouble on the horizon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <sighs> but yeah, that was that was a fun fight scene. That mm-hmm. was a fun mm-hmm. action scene. And and yeah, I mean this. I, I, not to give anything away, but I didn't give this a, a scathing review because I will say, racism, sexism aside, you know those two things. <laughs> those two Forget small them. things. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. Yeah. Those two minor details. I was thoroughly, for the most part entertained for the 22 minutes of this episode mm-hmm, i mean mm-hmm. yeah it had a lot of issues but i was never bored i will say that yeah yeah i i agree with you there and i and one thing i know it's it's obviously very early in the in the run here but i feel like uh with the last series by the time we got into the third episode there were at least a couple of times where we went this just doesn't make any sense i don't understand right. what they're doing here I, yeah, and, and that there was nothing redeeming about it. Yeah. Right, right. I don't. I haven't seen anything like that here. And um, no. Yeah, I mean, the, like the the plans generally made sense. The, uh, um, evil uncle's plan in this one is probably the weakest so yeah. far. Right, like of the amazing friends episodes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I would say of the three, this is I, I probably guess so, the, yeah, the that's, most far. That's the thing is, yeah. it's just the, we've only looked at three of them, but um, yeah. Yeah, so the, so there's that. Uh, but uh, after the the fire monster is drowned, Sunfire uh, uh, takes possession of his uncle, so to speak. And then there's that scene with Sunfire and Firestar on the roof of the uh, 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 of the uh, Ichiban building, and they're saying goodbye. They're and saying, they know they're saying goodbye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and uh, Firestar they... asks him, uh, "Will I see you again?" What's the right? what's the What's the cure for missing someone? <laughs> and doesn't he say just to try to see them again or something like something that? Something like right? that, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. smooth, mm-hmm. 
smooth. Say what you will, but that's a pretty that's a pretty damn good line. Dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll give him that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it does the dissolve. You know the the I don't know what it's called. What's the technical term where like the black comes in and and encircles oh, that? Oh, that's the that's the iris in. Yeah, so it mm-hmm. does the iris in, and I I put this in my notes. That looked like the cover of like a smooth sounds of the 70s record album oh, by yeah. ktel like that could have like the, the way they were in silhouette mm-hmm. and the lighting and everything like mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. and it, it was nearly as sexy as the very last episode of spidey 81 with right. the kiss with the kiss between spider-man and medusa like it was yeah. like yeah, that was level of intensity mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. And, and if only the credits now, would have rolled then that yes that should have been the that should have been the end of this episode <laughs> that should have been the end but but they were like, hmm, you know what? I I didn't get to really ring through all my Japanese stereotypes yet. So, we still haven't talked about chopsticks. So let's <laughs> let's put some chopsticks in this episode, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we cut then to Peter and Bobby. They're sitting at the dining room table at Aunt May's gigantic estate. They're, they're yeah. in they're in a dining room, Brian. That is a good. 20 feet by 15 feet. I mean, it's a gigantic room. I don't know. Palatial. It, it's, it, yeah, it's a whole wing of the house again. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and they're like, ugh, we really got to cheer Angelica up. And Bobby's like, yeah, we could take her to that Japanese monster movie. And Peter's like, no, no, we'll take her to a Japanese restaurant. And I'm going, oh my gosh. Oh, God. You oh, my gosh. Kidding me. And oh, then, my gosh. Right, right, right. And she overhears them and she's like, <laughs> Ms. Lion, the dog, take these chopsticks in there. I'm going to get them. <laughs> And I was like, <laughs> no, where is this going? Oh, what is going to happen? Right. And fi- and and so then so then uh, they get the chopsticks and they're like, huh? Chopsticks? What? Aunt May and Angelica bring out dinner. It's pizza. Oh, it's we pizza. don't need, we don't need chopsticks. Boing! Throw the chopsticks. <laughs> I know it was rough. It was really rough. And and the idea like somehow mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. in one sentence that you can be both sexist and racist at the same time. Uh-huh. Angelica needs cheering up because her whole life has been dependent on this guy that she just met 24 minutes ago. Right. Um, right. And that the way to cheer him up is to, is her up. I'm sorry, is to do other things in Japanese culture that we're going to, you know, misappropriate. Right. Like right. Japanese food, Japanese monster movie. Right. Like mm-hmm. if I was going through a breakup, I would not want someone just to remind me of the other person's race over right. and over. That would not help. Since, since yeah. your ex is Irish, we got you a shamrock shake. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and we're going to watch the Notre Dame game this weekend. Oh, <laughs> okay, I'm better now. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, so it was, um, yeah, it wasn't a good, it wasn't a good, the, the, the kiss was a much better way to end this episode. It would it would I mean, they're it, like, it, nah, it let's do perfect. one more scene. Mm-hmm. Right. What else can we cram in here? Um, I I don't think it would have been by any means a perfect episode, but it would have been a better ending. Well, we can agree on that for sure. Yeah. 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 Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I, you know, I agree with you, too, that uh, uh, all the troubling aspects aside, this episode is is pretty good. Um, the, there are things I liked about. I, I like the fight scenes. Uh, I like the uh exhibition of uh of all the characters uh, abilities uh and stuff like that um i'll give it i'll give it a like a two and a half for the effort um okay and and just say 
that, that that'll be all Sunfire. Let's not see you again. Yeah, exactly. Until you mm-hmm. can get your act together, writers, not the character, the right, the writers. Mm-hmm. I hope he doesn't come back. Um, I gave it two because it. Sure. Mm-hmm. If it hadn't been entertaining, honestly, Jason, this would have been like a one one spider for me. But it was entertaining mm-hmm. enough that mm-hmm. I give it that I gave it two. So yeah, yeah. Honestly, though, like if you're listener at home, if you are going to watch this episode, I implore you also watch the six one six episode about Japanese Spider Man that we watch because that will cleanse the palate and it will be a better representation of Japanese culture. <laughs> you know, and and that's that's one of the other things too. It's like that I was thinking about as I'm watching this is like because these things happened at about the same time. I'm like, we were just watching this thing about how uh, about how Stan was, and and Stan came across as so sort of uh um supportive forward, forward thinking in that yeah. documentary right that well yeah the the cultures are different you got to present uh, a product that the the people uh in in you know in this country are going to enjoy and 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 whatever it, but then to but then at the same time to just a couple years later come around and be like yeah, let's just let's do a show with a bunch of gong effects and uh um you know like a a buck-toothed samurai and um yeah and chopsticks and yeah and, yeah, yeah it's just mi- mispronunciations of the word explode it's or really, yeah really yeah. troublesome right very very so yeah we didn't yeah, even and, mention and, the fact that Iceman says bonsai when oh, it, yeah that was that was rough I just thought what a great opportunity if they would have Sunfire and something from the Japanese Spider-Man universe because mm. that did exist at this point yeah that would have been a, a probably a good episode sure sure yeah it's a Oof-ta. shame. Uh, exactly. All right, but yeah, uh, I I encourage that uh, behavior as well. Uh, look at the <laughs> look at the Japanese Spider-Man doc, uh, and if you're going to look at this episode as well, uh, no matter what, it's a great episode. The documentary, so mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, next time uh, we've got killer bees from outer space. So uh, what just, could go wrong? <laughs> everything's going to be perfect. Good to talk with great. you as ever, my friend. Uh, let's do it again. We'll talk in a week. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Spider-Man and his amazing fans. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite app. Follow us on Twitter at BKO Radio and like the show on Facebook. Reach us by email, spideyfanspodcast at gmail.com. Most importantly, if you enjoyed it, share with a friend.